welcome to episode 33 of the Water Cooler Podcast. Today, I'm joined once again by Jaden Crossan, one-fourth of the Car Wild. Jaden, how are you doing today? Dude, I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing, I'm doing great. Uh, we're only two months into 2021, so Happy New Year. This is yeah, the first Happy time New Year. Actually, yeah. First time we're actually kind of saying that. But <laughs> yeah, exactly. Basically kind of feels like 2020 the last time we talked, but it seems like things are getting better. Yeah, things are getting better. Just like there's little things like my grandpa got vaccinated uh, yesterday. My uh, sister-in-law's grandma got vaccinated today. So like a lot of people are getting vaccinated pretty quickly, the people that really need it. And so it's it's cool to see things getting a little better. Um, we haven't talked since we got a new president. And so like, yeah, a lot of things are changing, man. Right. It definitely shows like when you have like good leadership that things can kind of Oh yeah. Head down a head down a correct path. One hundred percent. I agree a hundred percent. Yeah. Uh but that's great that your grandpa got uh, vaccinated and um people and people are starting to get slowly vaccinated. Yeah. Yep. So it'll be nice to go back to concerts here soon. Oh, but yes, tell me about yeah. it, man. I'm dying. Yeah, like it I've been talking to my roommate like kind of back and forth a little bit just because we didn't really like being quarantined, we didn't really like change much because we we're basically home buddies before corn before like all this happened. Yeah. But like we really miss concerts and stuff like that. So it was nice to see like the weekend, like next year, that's when uh, he's coming to Sacramento. So yeah. yeah. What did you think of his halftime show? Uh, I was not the biggest fan. Dude, same, it. same. Dude, the, the sound mixing was, was awful. Like, yeah, so like if I, if I'm the weekend at that point, and I'm sure you feel like you're probably like right in his wheelhouse just because you play live events. Yeah. But if you're the weekend and you're rewatching that concert, would you be as upset just because like you work so hard, like planning like the set out, work so hard on these songs and it's just it's it, it just comes out like that. Like, the I don't know. Just, uh, yeah, I. I don't know, man. I was confused to begin with when they picked the weekend, mainly because like there's people out there like and and he's great. You know, he's a great singer and and he's got really good songs. But like for something that is like worldwide, like this nationwide, like the Super Bowl, how big it is, like I I would not expect the weekend um, to be there. And a lot of people are saying it's the best halftime show they've ever seen. And I can't believe all the crazy stuff he was doing. I'm like, dang, like, do you not remember Coldplay? Like, do you not remember that Coldplay, Bruno Mars? Um, who else was with them? Uh, I honestly forget. But I don't remember the, the, who it was. The one that I actually remember, and I think people actually hated this halftime halftime show, was the Rolling Stones. I thought they, I thought they did like a really good job, just because they're like the Rolling Stones just always impress me, just because they're like in their, like in their seventies and they're still performing yeah. out there, just kind of doing the same stuff that they've been doing, like when they were like basically your guys's age of yeah it's, wild, it's, so it's, it's like, unreal yeah they they still got it but i want to see someone in there like like justin bieber like how has justin bieber not done a super bowl halftime show you know what i mean yeah I, that is kind of weird like why hasn't he why biggest hasn't pop he star it? biggest pop star in the last 10 15 years and he hasn't done a super bowl right that's but maybe well, next maybe, year maybe next year yeah maybe next year when everything's back to normal yeah because he, he did take a lot of time off too so i can understand that um, right so maybe now that he's getting back in the swing of things, he'll land a Super Bowl spot. But that would be a massive show, and I think he would kill it. Yeah, uh, I'm not the biggest fan of Justin Bieber, but like I still respect him as an artist. And yeah, I thought 
I, I thought some of his hit songs that came out like in 2020 were, I don't know. I wasn't, wasn't the biggest fan of them, but yeah, for uh, sure. I was a, more a hit or miss. I was more of a fan of the, the one he did, but I think Diplo produced it. Oh, it, is it, was it, um, so when it was sorry and, and, um, Oh yeah. Like, what do you mean? Like that era? Yeah. Cold it was like, water. Yeah, it was the one with the. It was like the EDM influence. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I think uh, that was that was probably my my um, the album that I didn't hate the most. So <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, definitely. I can agree with that one for sure. Yeah. Other other than that, like, how you guys doing? Like with the color wild and stuff. Like yeah, that. dude. Like, what the are color your plans? W- yeah, the color wild's <laughs> doing well. We uh, we're almost done with the album. Actually, album one. We still have a, a bit of tracking to do um, on my end and on Kyle's end, but I think Jesse's done tracking. Josh is almost done tracking. Um, we had a studio day yesterday. We're working on um, a really cool song called Loudmouth. It's like something that we haven't really done before, but it's kind of like a, I don't know. It, I wouldn't even say like an EDM like drop, but there's definitely like a, a nice, it's like this album's version of Clean. Um, and we think it's going to be a good song to like end the set. Um, so we're really stoked about that. And we've just been working, dude, like so much um, recording all the time. Every day, Jesse sends me um, an updated demo of what he's working on at home. And Josh and I live together. So we work together almost every night. And Kyle's going up to Jesse's place to track vocals. And it's, it's a lot of work, but it's, we feel like we're staying busy. And we really wanted to put um, an album out um, this year. We wanted to do that. Like talked about it last year and stuff like that. This is what we want to have out in 2021 because we haven't had a full length yet. And um, I remember probably in like July, Josh started living with me and we were, we started writing the album, um, together just in my room and he, we were just sharing a room together, like this small little, like, I don't know, maybe 15 by 15 room, just sharing it and like working on music every day. And, uh, we were listening to the band, uh, Arizona and took a lot of influence from them and started, um, just getting really inspired to start an album. And we talked to the other guys and everyone was in, so just started working on it and we haven't really stopped. Um, and we released the EP while we were already well into writing album one, but yeah, man, we're, we're making a lot of progress. We're, we're shooting to be done tracking by um, the middle of March and then hopefully get it out by like June 1st. If we can, if we can get some artwork and videos and uh, mastering all that good stuff done, all the, all the extra work out of the way. And then we're going to have, we're gonna have an album on our hands, man. We're really stoked about it. And then uh, we have that live stream show. That's uh Sac State is putting on. They invited us out. So we're going to this private secluded studio somewhere in Sacramento and um, they're going to film it and stuff like that for us. And we just get to play our set and uh, all the info on that is like on our socials and how to watch it. It's on uh, February 24th at noon. I think it's a Wednesday, like a random Wednesday, but it should be kind of cool, man. And I think people can watch it after the fact too. I don't think you have to be there live as far as I'm aware, but I'm not 100% sure on that. Yeah, it would make sense that it would be you, that people can watch it like after the fact, but um, yeah, people can probably check like on your socials to get like the extra information there. But but like, what was it like, like kind of creating like an album like during COVID and just social distancing? Like, I know you guys are. I think you said on the last episode feels like years ago. Yeah, I recorded that, but like you guys kind of worked uh, remotely before like all this. But like, what was it like? Just kind of like the pressure of like social distancing and. Yeah, it's it's a little different because we're young um, and we're not really at like the band isn't at risk necessarily. 
but we have the ability to put others at risk. So that was our number one concern because Jesse has a almost two year old daughter and we have grandparents and our parents and all that stuff. And we just didn't want to put anybody at risk. So we really did stay apart. I didn't see Jesse for maybe two months. And that was really tough because we're, we create so much better when we're together. And so it's really, it was really difficult to kind of get started. It was hard to find the motivation um, to work because you're like, okay, well, how are we going to write an album together and record this album together if we can't really be together? But like me and Josh contracted COVID in November around Thanksgiving and we have immunity for three months. And so um, we kind of took that opportunity to really start tracking a lot safely as best as we could. And a lot of times, like if Jesse came to our place after we, this is after we got recovered from COVID and got our clearance from doctors. But if Jesse came to our place, it was like, I was up two hours early cleaning and sanitizing everything that he could possibly touch or be around. Um, And he was doing the same thing at his place. And so it's like, it was really hard because you kind of lose motivation because it's like, how are we going to get this album done? And like the timeline that we set for ourselves and with our management. And, and it's like, you just find certain ways to make it work because everything we're going through right now, nobody planned for it and, and nobody's gone through before. And so it's like, you just have to make it work as best as you can. And, and somehow we figured it out and we got through the toughest part. And so now we're just, I feel like when it comes to the album, we're home free. But when it comes to dealing with COVID stuff as a band, I think we still have a little bit to navigate because like our, our immunity is ending like in a couple of days. And so it's like, got to get back to being super, super careful, but we've invested a lot of time and, and even money into new equipment and better equipment to be able to track separately and still be able to like, we downloaded like some extra software to so be able to track together, but you know, a couple cities apart. So we're finding different ways to make it work. Um, obviously it'd be more ideal to be together, but you know, everything would be more ideal right now if we could all just be together. Right. I, I think like, like I've been doing like 30 episodes of this podcast, like with my buddy Cameron and yeah. we're, he's like all the way in Berkeley and I'm in, here in Sacramento. And I think the thing that we've done pretty well, kind of like collaborating with each other and getting through series. But it, I think like the issue is just kind of like, you need that human connection. But I think even like the stay at home orders, like, it helped definitely to just kind of like have someone to talk to and just like uh, have someone be like, okay, we're all following, following these rules together. And I I believe that we became stronger friends and just, uh, and stronger co-hosts just because we're all in this together and stuff like that. It's not like we disagreed or anything on like what was going on. It's not like he was saying COVID was fake and he wasn't going to wear a mask or anything like that. And I'm sure you guys were the same way. So it's like, it's a little different, man. It's, it's really tough because like, it's, it's hard to find ways to be, I guess it sounds, sounds weird saying, so it's kind of hard to find ways to be creative right now because there's a lot of like politics and stuff right now too. You know what I mean? So it's like, you might feel really creative, but there could be a capital riot that day. And you're like, I don't, I don't really feel like creating today or doing anything today because there's something so important happening right now that you can't even focus on other things. Um, And so I don't know, man, it's, I feel like we're, I feel like we're getting past a lot of that stuff. And I feel like we're working towards a better, um, better tomorrow and a better future, um, actually pretty quickly. So who knows, man? Yeah. Uh, since you brought that up, like, what'd you think of something like that? Like, like the capital rights? It's like, I couldn't believe what I was watching. 
it seemed just... it seemed like it was right out of a movie. It's like sad. It's like sad to say that I almost wasn't surprised. You know what I mean? It's like like maybe if this happened like three years ago, I would even be more shocked and surprised with the fact that it happened like this era of our lives. I'm like, okay, I can see, I see, I see this happening, and it makes sense with the story of the world or the story of the United States really right now. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is ridiculous. This is scary. This is terrifying. Um, and it was just so bizarre. And I can't believe that it happened. I remember sitting here with my roommates watching it and we were like, this can't be real. Like, this is not a real thing. I got a phone call from my dad in the morning telling me about it. And, um, you know, like us living in California and in the capital in Sacramento, there were some threats of like, you know, doing stuff at every capital in the United States or whatever. And so I had, there was actually a couple of fans that reached out to me. I was like, Hey, I know you live in Sacramento, like be safe. Like if you can just stay in today and just, just to be extra safe. And it's kind of sucky, dude. Like it sucks that that's a thing where like, I have to be worried about just going out to the store because you never know what someone is going to choose to do that day where you are. It's like, it's unreal. And it just, it just seems like it's a movie. And I, and it's, it's crazy to think that my kids are going to like open up their textbook and there's going to be a story about when the, you know, capital got stormed. Just like I remember reading about, I was a history major for a little, like reading about when like the original white house got burned down during like the American revolution and stuff like all this crazy stuff, man. It's so bizarre. And I can't believe that I'm living through it right now. Yeah. We're literally living through history right now. Yeah. And it's, it's absolutely like mind boggling and, Like, I'm not trying to, like, make light of a situation, but I, I kind of thought, like, the whole Capitol riots were a little bit funny just because everyone was talking about, oh, 2020 was so horrible, 2020 is so horrible, 2021 is going to be so great. Then six days in, boom. And I'm just yeah, like, 2021 is just like, uh, hold my beer. And yeah, it's, it's like, like yeah, <laughs> let, me, let me show you what I, let me show you what I've got. Yeah, it was definitely a, it was definitely a way... It was a way to start the year, not the way that anybody hoped for or wanted, but um, seeing the first female uh, vice president get sworn in was kind of a nice way, kind of a nice way to wash out that last visual that I had of the Capitol. It was nice to see that happening just, you know, two weeks later. And so I think it's not a time to forget what happened, but I think it's definitely time to put something more important, which is our first female vice president in front of that and let her moment shine and let her, you know, let her bask in this glory of what she's done for American history, as opposed to letting those. I'll stop you right there just because I don't like those individuals. I'll just, we'll just say. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wanna... Yeah. I, I was trying to think of a word that wasn't exactly describing, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like the, those people. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Those individuals, those. Yeah, exactly. That's that's what I'm getting at. I wasn't I wasn't going to come up with a name that was uh, necessarily inappropriate, but those people, those individuals kind of almost ruined it for her. And I want her to be able to soak that in and, and understand how important she is to a lot of women and a lot of people um, in the United States. So I want her to be able to just bask in that for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Not not only just women, but just like people of color, too, because oh she's like gosh, the first yes. woman, first black woman. Is it, and she doesn't she have a little bit of Asian? She does. Too? Yeah, yeah, and Native American, and it's just like I don't know. Incredible! It's such a huge like contrast. That's the part of his. <laughs> that's the part of history that I love living in. Mm-hmm. I yeah. love that. And 
I like I didn't watch the inauguration like that day just because I was like on pins and needles and just kind of like I was so I was so nervous and my blood pressure was through the roof. Yeah. But like, I remember tweeting out like that day. I was just like, today is like a good day for America. It's politics are boring again. So, yeah. 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 <laughs> but, yep. yeah uh, but that's enough politics. Yeah. I guess. Politics, we're, we're man. Pro- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, dude, you mentioned uh, you were influenced by arizona for like this album coming up were there any other artists like during quarantine that you're listening to that that you pulled inspiration from yeah definitely um we'll cut one out because i already know one band but (laughs) yeah yeah so i would say i would say for this album i personally took a lot of influence from like love and like laney i love what they're doing right now and so they almost they bring this like pop sound not a lot of people do um and it's not necessarily like radio pop because you don't law have had a couple of songs maybe like a year and a half ago um that made it made it to the radio but there's a lot of songs that don't make it to the radio that he makes that are still so good and he's such a good producer and an engineer on his own and i just love listening to his stuff and, and watching his youtube videos and seeing how he creates and also with laney i don't even know where to start with laney i love laney so much their production is incredible and just their like there's times when I'm when my girlfriend lives in Tracy and I'm in Sacramento. She's about an hour and 15 away. And so I drive to her and back home, um, you know, once or twice a week and stuff like that. And I, sometimes I just catch myself just listening to Lainey and just crying because it's so good. And it's so, you can tell that they mean what they say and they mean what they create. And like, whether, whether I be attached to a song for a personal reason or not it's just a song that feels so good and so right and they're doing it so perfect that you just kind of get overwhelmed um with emotion listening to them um for me personally but other than that you know same old same old walk the moon a little bit here and there <laughs> but uh yeah man it's cool it's there there's a lot of good influences for the color wild right now i'm loving it conan even uh conan gray he's got he's got a cool little take on some stuff that i like listening to yeah, I, I love that you mentioned Arizona just because Arizona has constantly been in my Discover Weekly like yeah. playlist. Like Arizona is such like I, I love their sound. Just it's like it's so good. Like they're um, so so insanely talented. I think they all went to Berkeley College of Music if I remember correctly um, in the East Coast. And I think that's how they met. But they are so um, professional and such good producers, dude. Like it is unreal the layers that they throw into their songs that just fit so well. I remember the first time me and Josh listened to them. We were driving to Vacaville from Sacramento and we listened to the whole album front to back. And it was like, there was times when we just looked at each other and just like our jaws dropped and like, we are not listening to this right now. There's no way this is so good right now. This is unreal. And like, that's what really inspired us to even start writing this album is because we wanted, um, we wanted to create the way that Arizona creates. And so um, there's a song on uh, the album that's been around it was the first song we started for the album and it's made it through all the other song cuts that we made it's because it's so inspired by the feeling we had when we first heard arizona in the car that's awesome man like i think it's so great that you guys are working on an album just because i've seen like basically every version of the car wild at this point yeah like uh like i've seen you just waiting in line at the for walk the moon tickets like (laughs) Going, seeing you live, like playing just like a few songs, and, like and then releasing an album. And I remember, like, I, like I, I was talking to like a coworker about about just albums in general, where it, it kind of seems like artists are kind of going away 
from like the album. Like I remember like it was actually some someone actually quoted Beyonce. Like I think it was like like six months ago that she says that artists like are steering more towards singles because that's how kind of how the Spotify algorithm kind of works. Yeah. But so like what, what like what do you what do you think about that? Like about like artists kind of going for singles and like hits and 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 stuff like that. Just like the politics around that. It's I. It's, that's an interesting question, actually, and I haven't really thought about it until you started talking about it. But my like, this is the first time I've thought about it, so this is my first genuine reaction to it. What I think about something like that is that that sounds like somebody who wants to get their song on like a Discover Weekly, and that sounds like somebody who wants to have a hit as opposed to creating this collection of um, music that represents who you are in the moment and what you're feeling. I think. I think albums are so important or EPs, whatever it may be. I think those are so, so important, especially for a band like us who has gone through a couple of phases. It shows where we are now. And I think with singles, a lot of times people, and this is cool and this is fine and I love it. And it's, you know, it is what it is, but I think that some artists will create something that's hot just to get, you know, on like that discover weekly and just to get that one radio hit as opposed to showing people, everything that they're made of in the moment and everything that they're feeling and creating. Um, and that's something that the color wild and I, and it's totally fine cause I love singles. And I think that even when you do have an EP or an album, you're going to drop some singles before because that's just what you do to promote your piece of work that you're about to release. But I think for the color wild, we specifically wanted to create one piece of work um, that represented who we are as the color wild and what the direction that we're going. And I think with singles, you can go so many directions that it doesn't give a new listener um, and like a taste of what you're exactly creating. But, you know, singles are cool. If, if all you want to do is singles right on, because you just, you pump them out super quick, but you got to create an album or an, or an EP, you got to have a lot of patience. Um, and that's something we've been really working on because we just want to drop everything all the time. And so it's been really tough not like like releasing stuff and giving away too much because we want it to be this big drop for us that feels really good and get people excited for. Mm -hmm. uh, I, th I think that's a really great answer where because uh, some of my favorite bands that I've ever listened to, like Linkin Park, Linkin Park is like a perfect example of like seeing like the the evolution of like a band like Linkin Park started off like like yeah. super hardcore with like uh, one step closer and then they lead to like a more pop uh, like a, like a pop heavy album where like yeah people may not like the like that evolution but I've always like enjoyed like the evolution of a band and like even like like bands like Pink Floyd too like it's beneficial for you to like listen to track one all the way to track track 12 or track 15 because yeah. it, it, it tells a story it, t it tells us so I I'm totally a fan of albums and like, like I, I love singles, like, because I, I love singles as much as like the next guy, but albums just hold a, like a really special place in my heart just because of just like the story and just like the evolution. So I totally agree with you on that. So I totally get it. I totally get it. Like why bands feel pressured to, to push for singles just because of relevance. Like, the, yeah. The, the, the pressure of being re relevant and just, the whole Spotify algorithm, which is yeah, especially for a band like the Color Wild that hasn't really made it, made it yet to the point where you know where we would like to be, but it's tough because it's, and right now in a pandemic when we can't go out and tour and get our name out there, um, it's really hard. So 
sure, like singles would be really beneficial for us right now to just drop like crazy, but we can't we can't play shows to promote um, singles right now. So it's just like we're just dropping songs. But by the time summer comes around, maybe things will start loosening up a little bit to where we can at least book a tour for later in the year or the start of next year. And and touring off of an album um, that's only like six months old is is, in my opinion, way better than playing shows that are now a year and a half old that don't really show who you are anymore. It's like you've completely changed your sound in the last year and a half. And now you're touring with these old songs that you don't even want to play anymore because you're already sick of them. And so it's like, that's why I think for the color wild right now, I think an album is more beneficial so we can focus more on social media and creating and writing and really figuring out what we want to sound like and who we want to sound like, because there's so many emotions right now with all these different things happening and, and, you know, falling in love and falling out of love is a weird thing right now because it's not like it used to be before the pandemic where like, you don't, you don't really get to go up to your significant other and break up. You got to do it over the phone because you can't see each other, (laughs) but like, you know, like stuff like that. And it's just crazy because you have a whole new perspective on, on, on love and hate and memories and stuff like that, because everything is so different now. Mm -hmm. It's crazy to think about like, I, like when I would date chicks like in high school, like the the thing you wouldn't do is you would break up over text because it's like it shows that you're insensitive yeah. and just and and just you you just don't care about them and stuff like that. And now, like living in 2021, it's like, well, uh, like Zoom, no, I'm yeah, a Zoom breakup. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> it's like at least I had a cool background. Yeah, like, yeah, it's or just like you're, just, like that other day when like one of the judges or whatever was like a cat on accident. Oh my god, <laughs> you break up as a cat. Oh my god, that was like the best. <laughs> That made my day when I it was when so, seen... so innocent, dude. So innocent and so pure. And that was just, I don't know. It was, that's, that's a headline I like to see. Yeah, exactly. And he, <laughs> I, I think he, like, he was like borrowing like his daughter's like laptop or something it's like that. So funny, it, dude. It, it's so good. So it's so wholesome. good. Yeah. And the, the way he was talking was, he was just like, oh, uh, I, I think, I think I got it. I think I got it. Can you hear me? And I'm like, like I am not a cat. <laughs> right. <laughs> It's so I great. love it. So pure. But yeah, yeah. But you you mentioned like social media. You did. You guys did start a TikTok. Like, yeah. How has that? How has TikTok like influenced your personal life or and uh, like the band as a whole? I know it's still uh, brand new, but yeah, yeah, I think for me personally, TikTok. Uh, I've had TikTok for you know a little over a year now. And I, I was a big fan of Vine, of course. And so because I grew up in that era and having TikTok has been amazing because it's just like, dude, even little things like today, I was making breakfast and didn't want to start a YouTube video yet because I had like seven minutes to kill and I didn't want to waste that seven minutes on this good YouTube video. So I just went on TikTok and like you just get to watch these little videos and I love it because it just makes you smile or it makes you like laugh or inspired to create. And um, I love seeing what people create on TikTok because there's so many different talents on there. And it's like, it's so cool to see and so many funny things that, you know, I, I want to see, but I don't want people to know that I'm seeing, <laughs> but like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's funny. It's like, if somebody were to hack my TikTok and see like what I watch, like if they saw my feed, I would be so embarrassed. Cause like the comedy and stuff that I am into and like some of the other things that I'm into on TikTok are like, it's just funny, dude. Like, it's just like embarrassed. Like you get embarrassed. Like it's almost like private, even though it's like 
it's nothing bad, but it just feels like it's private. If somebody sees you're your, like looking over your shoulder on TikTok, but like, I don't know, man, I love it. I love TikTok. I've made a couple on my own, um, on my own account. I've only had one blow up. It got a million views and I was in a quick quack car wash and it was awesome. And, uh, then we were talking about making a band one. Um, and we had one a while ago, but we never used it and we forgot the login. So I spent like half a day, like, hacking our own account to get back in. And then I finally got it, deleted it, created a brand new one. And so we started posting uh, last week. We only have like maybe two or three uh, TikToks up right now because we're still trying to figure out what we want to really put on there. I think Jesse's going to do some playthrough videos and stuff like that. But um, yeah, it's fun, man. Like it's, it's just a whole new um, possibility and outlet for us to create and get our name out there in a crazy time like this because everyone is on TikTok. And so it's cool because, you know, just one really good hashtag will get, will put you in front of um, somebody or just a share or a like or a comment. And so it's cool. It's fun to watch it grow and it's fun to watch it like, like evolve into what we want it to be. I think what, because I've had TikTok about, about r- roughly about the same amount of time, like basically through, I downloaded it in March when everything shut down and it's been downhill or uphill ever since. <laughs> but uh, like I usually, I wake up, scroll through TikTok and like as 2020 was ending, like I was kind of like, I was, I was actually kind of surprised like how many songs that I would listen on the radio and I'd be like, Oh, that's from TikTok. And like, so it's kind of an interesting, like how TikTok is like influencing like the music industry and stuff like that. Just because it really has, it has blown some people up to the point where they're getting signed and making millions of dollars just mm-hmm. from one of their songs going viral on TikTok because Charlie D'Amelio danced to it. And it's like, it's really incredible. And it is completely changing the way people listen to music and how they discover music. And I think that's so freaking cool. If you created an app that does that, like without the intention and purpose of doing that, then you've got, you've got a moneymaker on your hands. Yeah, exactly. Like I know we said like we we're, we we're kind of weirded out by like the weekend for like the halftime show. Yeah. But I know like, the NFL was probably like looking at like all those weekend TikToks of, of people doing that, that, that one famous dance. Yeah. Those just like, we want a piece one, of, yeah. we want, we want a piece of that pie. So it's just like, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's smart, smart business move. Yeah. And I know like there, there are a ton of like smaller artists too, that have blown up on TikTok. Like I know, have you heard of that Ashens dude? No, I uh, haven't. I forget how that, how that song goes, but he's like the small independent artist from, from Boston. And he had like one song that blew up uh, like over TikTok. And it, like he's he's I think he started off with like 10,000 followers and now he has like over five million. It's incredible. Yeah, it's it's crazy. And he's just like, yeah, yeah he may be a one hit wonder, but it's like people are still using that sound. And, it's and like, he's a he's a one hit wonder for now, because now when tours start happening and this is such an important thing to consider when tours start happening again, they're going to want him to open because he's going to draw in this crowd of people that he um, accumulated on TikTok who really want to see this artist live for the first time ever. They're going to want to go see him. And so when he opens up for Post Malone or whatever it is, you know, just around picking random artists, but when he opens up for someone like that, that brings in a whole new audience and a large audience of all these young kids who want to go see this artist that they feel like they discovered and helped discover on TikTok. Mm-hmm. So, like, when tours do open back up and we start going to concerts, like, I know this is a very broad question to ask you, but like, what, what do you see? Like with everything going on, like these, 
do you see people like wanting to come back like immediately or do you see kind of people kind of coming in like occasionally and stuff like that? Like they're still a little bit worried or like, what do you think concerts will even look like too? I, I think, uh, I think concerts are going to look normal because I think there's going to be a lot of people vaccinated by the summer. And so I think by the time touring comes around, maybe let's say, let's say the start of 2022, let's say January, someone goes on tour. I think that concerts are going to look normal again because whoever got vaccinated wants to go see the show and they're safe and they're going to go do it. And then if somebody, I feel like by that time, people are going to feel safe enough to just go um, because the majority of the audience is probably vaccinated and the people who are going out anyway, probably didn't care from the beginning. Um, so like, so personally, I'm going to wait to go to a concert, um, until I'm vaccinated. I wouldn't necessarily have a problem playing a show if I wasn't vaccinated because I can just, you know, especially since I'm in the back, like I can, you can just choose to not physically interact with your audience, um, after a show or before a show. And like, that sucks, but you know, it's, it's a way to get started, but I think concerts will look the same because I think there's going to be quite a bit of people vaccinated. And I think concert goers are definitely going to be first in line to get vaccinated because it's the one thing they love to do the most and spend all their money on. And so I think even if I wasn't a musician myself, I think I would definitely um, try to get vaccinated as soon as possible just so I can go back to seeing shows and going to movies and stuff like that again. So I think concerts are going to look the same. Um, yeah. For the most part. Uh, at least for, like for you, since you're the drummer, like you can kind of get away with wearing a mask too, even exactly. though you're in the back. So it's exactly. like, feel sorry for, for Josh and, and, and yeah. Uh, like, but, like if the other guys got vaccinated, but I hadn't yet, I would still play a show because I can, you know, I can safely perform mm-hmm. easier than they can. Right. I, I think like concerts will look relatively the same, but I think security might be a, a little bit different because like going to like big shows, like, like even like the weekend or even like, I guess even shows shows like yours uh, where people are like where you guys are basically like on top of the audience. Yeah, I think there are always I think there'll be a larger barrier between you guys just because hopefully because like when artists are like huge, like the weekend, like that can get dangerous for them. Like not just because of like a virus. We've all been there where we've seen like crazy fangirls or fan guys like like climbing up on stage and just like touching like touching like the the artists it's like like i know some of them kind of like uh like ask for it but it's i don't know i just think there would be a little bit more security and a barrier there just yeah, to protect the artists definitely and i think i i can't think of many occasions where obviously we're no we're no weekend or anything like that or even in 1975 but like i can only think of maybe one or two occasions where you just feel a little unsafe or uncomfortable just what maybe it's like the city you're in or maybe it's the crowd that you are looking at and they seem like a little too like rambunctious or like risky or a lot of people intoxicated, whatever it may be. There's, there's certain times when you feel like dang, I really wish we had, you know, a little more space or like, especially with the venues we play, we're not playing these big venues. And so it gets a little like sketchy, especially if you have like a late set, but I definitely think there should be more security, especially in a time like this where we're just violence in general, no matter what kind is, is pretty, pretty predominant in, in a lot of communities right now. So it's, it's just kind of scary. And it would be nice if there was just more security in general at just events. Um, even going into movies, I think it's crazy that there's no, like, there's no real security going into movies. You know, there's, there's like nothing. And so that's a little frightening, but 
yeah, it would be nice to have a little more space at concerts, I think for bands too. And, and I think what needs to happen is multiple barriers, like, because, you know, you, you, you shoot concerts. So you see like people getting squished like crazy against barriers. And I think if we, if we were able to split like different sections um, so people could breathe and move and dance and have fun and not be worried about breaking a leg or a nose or like just, I, I wish people could enjoy it a lot more and just have a little more space at some shows. I think it's worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Like, I, I think I actually remember at that Walk the Moon concert, like there was like this girl, like this, uh, I don't think she was in our group, but um, or our, our little like uh, circle. She was like, I, I think she reached out uh, to like touch like uh, like Nicholas and like all like all these other girls were, were like reached out too, and she basically got, got squashed. And it's just like, like I'm not trying to like say like people shouldn't have fun and like have like yeah uh, like react to that, but it's just like like safety is definitely should is going to be like like priority number one, especially yeah, after the year exact, we went through. Act like a human. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and also there's a lot of there's a lot of stories of of people getting like sexually assaulted like at concerts because they're so squished in there and like people think they can get away with stuff and it's like it's so absurd and bizarre and and i think that there's just so many better ways to be safe about um concerts um in so many ways so i just think i think uh this is a good time for venues to kind of reimagine their layout of um seating and and standing room and ga stuff like i think there's i think this is the best time to reconsider all of that um especially for um, socially distancing when things start going back. I think there's, I think there's going to be a lot of more space and maybe not as many ticket sales. I think they're going to limit the amount of tickets they can sell until things get even better. Right. And I think like an, a, also an important thing to note too, is that we all went through this at the same time as, as everyone. And uh, people should realize it's like, yeah, yeah, these bands are, are really great, but we all, we all cut, we all bleed. We all get the virus. Yep. We're all, we're all human. So it's like we, we may put all these people like on pedestals, but we're not much different than anyone else. Oh, so yeah. It's like, so th- I think that's kind of like the silver lining on like everything, really. <laughs> Definitely. Th- this time makes you uh, reflect and understand things a lot clearer, a lot clearer and um, appreciate things way more. Um, I don't know. I'm dude. I'm really excited for the future. I think there's a lot of amazing things for our country and our communities and the world. And, and I think this is just such, it's been a crazy time, but also a beautiful time to reflect and appreciate what you've got and, and things that you've had and are excited to get back. And so I think, um, I don't know, man, I'm really looking forward to seeing where the world goes and, and the creativity that comes out of this pandemic and the love that comes out of it. And like I said, with all the, with all the bad, I think there's going to be um, an incredible rainbow at the end. And I'm really looking forward to, to being a part of that. Yeah. Looking forward to what you guys do and what you guys accomplish. And thank you like in 2021 and 2022. I, I do. Ha- I do have like one more, one more question. Like you said, you you'll have, like you said, you're going to wait to get, uh, go to a concert. If you get vaccinated, what will be your first concert? If you, if Ooh, you could, pick, if you could pick one band or one artist, Laney, I don't know. I think, I think going to a 1975 show might be too political for me, um, like coming right out of a crazy pandemic. So I'll probably wait on that one for a second. But you've seen him twice too, so yeah, I'm totally I've seen him. Jealous. I've seen him three times. Actually, I've seen him three times. I saw him in Berkeley. 
San Francisco, and then a week later, I flew to Portland and saw him. Which I'm jealous. Great. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, yeah. <laughs> but actually, no, I've seen him four times, and I saw him in Sacramento. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, so I've seen him four times. Uh, let's see, maybe maybe someone like Laney. You know, I, I had tickets to see them a couple of years ago, and I was driving back from LA and just was so tired, and I didn't want to drive all the way to the Bay and see him. So unfortunately, I missed out on that show. So I'd probably want to see probably want to see Laney just because I haven't seen them yet, um, and that crowd is so like I've seen footage and they're you know, all their fans are so loving and, and stuff like that. So I think that'd be a really nice environment to be in for a first concert back. Hopefully I'm playing that show, but um, <laughs> right. we'll see. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. Fingers yeah, crossed. Right. right. I know, I know I don't want to be a hack and just say the color wild. I want to, I want to go to <laughs> one of your concerts. Uh, so I'll, I'll pick someone else. Um, I, I, re- I honestly, I want more walk the moon cont- content. I know yeah. that's even a bigger hack. So because of because yeah, of how we know each other, history, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I walked them. It, it's been years since we've gotten. I, well, they released that single, like I think during quarantine. Yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. So, so they they have to be working on content like. Here. Oh yeah, do they? They gotta be deep into probably an album. Um, mm-hmm. I can only imagine they're such creative people. But did did Eli have his kid yet? I, I think so. I think he. I, th- I think they posted on Instagram. So yeah, maybe he's just been focusing. Was, his, yeah, his kid during a pandemic. But right, yeah, man, yeah. Uh, Walk the Moon show is also a really good environment to be in because it's so loving and and everyone's so passionate about being there and in the moment and with each other. So I think that would also be a really really nice first concert back. Mm-hmm. But I've also debated about getting like the weekend tickets when they come when he comes to Sacramento. Uh, That's going to be a sick show. I think it's going to be a really, really cool show. Yeah. And I, I believe I actually had tickets. I, I can't remember. I can't remember because I got, uh, I got refunded, but I had tickets for 2020 and then everything shut down. So it would be nice to just kind of like, uh, it would be nice to pick up where I left off and stuff like that. I would also, I would love to see like Harry Styles or Sean Mendes or like Zed. I think I, I've always wanted to see Zed. Um, and there's actually a little bit of Zed inspiration on this album that you're, I think everyone's going to be able to find very easily. But um, no, we we love Zed here, and I think that show would be really sick. He's one of my favorites. Yeah, I, I love Zed too. Zed is like he's he's grown so much since yeah. like when he first started. And in 2020, I will just say that I I, I wasn't the biggest One Direction fan. I know. Yeah, I know you're gonna, you know you're gonna be a little mad, but Harry Styles, like the album that the album he came out with, like is like it, it's probably one of my favorites. Yeah, it's, he's so it's, talented. It's such like a rock centric album. Yeah, way different than One Direction, and like I think out of all the ones that like that split up, I think his is my favorite because all the other ones were, uh, all the other like uh, people that made like their own solo albums, they all kind of felt like a little bit like one direction. Like they're all yeah. trying to like, hold on to it. Harry was like the one that was just being original. And yeah. He, he went, you know, he went in such a direction of pun intended, such a direction <laughs> that I would have never guessed um, coming from him, but also like, I'm not a big fan of Liam. I think he, you know, just kept making pop music. It's cool, but I just don't really like his stuff. It's just boring to me. Um, Louie, very boring to me. Zane, he makes some good stuff. He just drops, you know, occasional things every now and then. Um, and good for him. I know he's got a lot of anxiety and stuff, and that's why he doesn't do a lot. And, you know, understandable. 
but I love Niall, dude. I'm a really, really big Niall fan. I saw him a couple of years ago in San Jose and he's super talented. And I think what I like about Niall is that he does like, he makes like folk and pop come together in this way that I wasn't expecting. And his voice is really pure. And I really like Niall a lot too. And I think, I think it'd be really cool to see Niall and Harry collaborate in some crazy, wild, weird way where they're combining all their talents and genres together um, to create something just like, I think the only way to describe it would probably be like magical. Mm -hmm. I I would love, I would love to see like Harry Styles, like, like headline, like a show. And then the main open for, for Harry Styles. Cause did, did you listen to that, that one track that the main covered? It was watermelon sugar. Harry Styles. I, water- I didn't hear that they covered that. Yeah, it, I, I'm. I'm gonna listen to that right after this. It's such a good cover, and I would. And I love the main so much. Like they're another band. Like I would. I would see like after, like when everything opens up. And, yeah, uh, I got like, to. I got to play a Warp Tour date that they were on um, when I was like 14, and then and I got to meet them, and it was one of the coolest experiences of my life. They're they're such a cool band. I I I love like the the evolution that they've been on, and, and they've been together for so long. I know, right? Incredible. Yeah, but uh, we'll we'll wrap this up so you can go listen to that track. Yeah, for sure, <laughs> but, for sure. But but yeah, uh, is there? I'll let you uh, promote your your socials and stuff like that, and just like just one more time the album that you're working on. So yeah, for sure. So yeah, you know, and all of our socials um, are just at the color wild. We're on Spotify, Apple music, YouTube. Um, You can find my personals through there and all the other guys. And it's a, we're really posting a lot right now about the behind the scenes of, of when we create and lots of photos and videos while we're in the studio creating. And so if you're interested in stuff like that, check it out, especially on um, TikTok. It's still at the color wild. We just started that up. So be one of our first followers. We're trying to get to a hundred. Um, pretty soon. So we're going to work towards that and just kind of build slowly. But yeah, we're working on an album. We're shooting for, um, you know, summer release, which would be really cool. And we're just excited and we're so grateful and blessed to just still be able to create and work together and still be as passionate as we were um, the day all of this started. And there's people like, like you, man, who have stuck through and always reaching out, always trying to promote us and help us any way that you can. Yeah, as you know, once once shows come back, you're you're gonna get that photo pass um, to come hang out early and shoot, and you know we'll have dinner and stuff like that, and just be able to chill and and actually hang out in person and and talk and collab in person, which would be really really cool and a lot of fun to do. So I appreciate you having me on, man. It's it's been it's almost been an hour, dude. It doesn't even seem I, like that. It's almost been I an know, hour. Right? <laughs> yeah, it seems like twenty minutes. We've just been talking and. We did get political for a minute, but that's fine. You know, in a time like this, how could you not be a little bit political? But um, I think the next time we talk, I think we're gonna have less politics to talk about, which is going to be actually a really good thing, you know, just to feel, you know, we're just, we're just talk more about a lot of positive things. Yeah, for sure. We're just vibing. Right just now. vibing, man. We're yeah. vibing. Yeah. Uh, but thank you again, Jaden. Like, I appreciate you so much. And uh, like, even like when I do shoot your shows, like you guys are so respectful and just, and just, I don't know. Uh, I just appreciate you guys so much. Uh, I wish you all the success. Thank and, you, man. Uh, I, I t- I'll take you up on that dinner option. Yes. Just, just no dinner and tents because I don't know who is doing that. <laughs> so, but, yeah, for sure. We'll figure some. We'll, we'll figure something out, man. We'll figure it out. Yeah, uh, <laughs> which is the weirdest thing. Like in quarantine, we'll, I'll just I say know. that. I know. Like, it's so bizarre. 
I'm like, really? I'm like, you just, you built it indoors, but outside. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay. I, I understand restaurants are trying to survive, but, but you know, yeah, it's yeah, just I the weirdest it. thing. It's so bizarre. Yeah. But thank you, Jaden. And yeah, uh, thank you, brother. we're signing off. Thank you.